Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia, this is Money Talks. Letting it run. Our producer is looking at me like there's something wrong, but you know there is a line enjoying, in there that shows the moving on up to the east side to that deluxe apartment in the sky, and that's a lot of what's going on with our student loans, right? College season. It's almost football season, but we're uh, you know just in the last week we've seen the kids go back to college, right? Speaking of urinating in public, <laughs> let's, let's hope that that's not a thing. Uh, all right, so maybe it is. Uh, but uh, that's really not the subject at hand. Believe no. it or not, this is a finance show. It's uh, talking about ways that you can uh, finance your life. Um, and, uh, Peter, I guess you've done quite a bit of work on this particular subject. And uh, I, I'm going to to keep me and KC out of talking about the subject of uh, Paris and, yes. and Mardi Gras. Let's move on. I think it's time. Uh, Bring us back on, online here, Peter. Uh, yeah, please I'll see what I can do. rescue us. We had a we had a question from uh, Terrence who's attending college for the first time and um, is thinking about uh, moving out from his parents. So right now he's uh, taking some student loans to pay for some tuition, fees, books, um, but is thinking about moving out and maybe looking to take out some more student loans. So paying for college, uh, majority of the financial aid package is loans. There are other options there. We've got grants, scholarships, work study. Um, one of the issues, though, can, that can come up is overborrowing. So I think there's been a lot of that lately, too. There has, and there are some statistics that I'd like to get into. I'll, I'll come back to those in, in just a moment. Um, but just to touch on some of the ways to pay for college. So you've got your grants, which don't have to be paid back. And those are more needs-based and also income-based, so mm-hmm. maybe not everybody will qualify. Uh, we then have loans, uh, federal loans, which have favorable interest rates, and uh, those are those are what most students are going to use, some type of uh, federal loan. We have work-study programs, which are great as well, um, and uh, those can be uh, sometimes jobs in the community, and they can also be related to your course study. So those are uh, advantageous as well. Are you telling me that you're expecting college kids to get a job to fund their tuition? That may be lower down the list. Oh, okay. I think they're going to be borrowing money. Okay, all right. So the overborrowing part, you've got cumulative limits here. So $31,000 cumulative limit for dependent student, 57500 for independent and graduate students can borrow as much as $138,500. If you need to borrow more than that, um, that's a sign that you're over-borrowing. Um, so these are just the averages? These are averages. Okay. So the average amount that uh, students are over-borrowing is just under $12,000. <laughs> and what that'll do is add about $119 a month to your monthly uh, student loan payment so for federal say, loans. When you say over-borrowing, you're referring to using the money for things other than tuition and books. And exactly. And possibly and, room and board, I guess. Yes, and according to a survey by Student Loan Hero, uh, 41.3% of 
of the respondents spent their student loan on monthly bills, which is understandable. Yeah. 14.9% for clothing, or they're borrowing money from the federal government to buy clothes. Oh, yeah, that's uh, well... Well done, guys. Well, you got to wear something to class. That's uh, true. Unless okay. you make your clothes like Troy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Troy yeah. wouldn't understand. I guess we'll, yeah. we'll move along. And My we, silkworm farm helps me do that. <laughs> and then, of course, 12.8% uh, on food, eating out, there restaurants. Uh, there was one more, Casey. I think you mentioned this one. Got 2.5% used on drugs and alcohol. Wow. That seems a little low uh, you, to me, but, you know. You're borrowing <laughs> a little low, 2.5% that yeah. you borrowed that you're going to spend on drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. That seems okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, you got to unwind after class. It's been a stressful yeah, week. You, you, absolutely. You can't have stressed college kids. That's right. That's right. Um, you, it's you got real responsibilities. Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, what is this world coming to? <laughs> And then, you know what, this this is the piece, and I know it's not what we're supposed to be talking about, but then you have politicians who nowadays are running on the fact that uh, it's time we address this problem with student loans, and uh, we need to just write them off. You can't make the person right. responsible on what it is they spend it on. Let's just make them all the way irresponsible and let the government pay it off so that we can buy their vote. Yeah, it's teaching them a valuable lesson. That'll teach them. $1.4 trillion. Wow. It wow. is a lot. I mean, it is, in all seriousness, it's a big, big problem. And yeah. overborrowing, I mean, it, it it creates a situation where, I mean, ultimately, yeah, and college students have a tendency to be a little short-sighted sometimes. And, you know, I was probably no different. But the fact is you're putting yourself in a pretty substantial hole. And if you're using borrowed funds to, you know, go out and buy a pizza and beer, you know, that that's going to set you back in the long run. It's going to create a problem for you having to pay back the loans. And, and you know, I mean, this, these aren't interest-free, I mean, yeah. for the most part. So yeah. well, I think a lot of it, too, uh, boils down to the fact that they a lot of college students have these awesome uh, quarters that they're, they're really spending a lot of their money, probably beyond what they need to on um, – on a cool apartment, yeah. uh, you know, all the finest uh, facilities. What's going on with students actually spending a boatload of money, borrowed money, $12,000 on average above and beyond what's absolutely needed for books and tuition and uh, maybe a little room and board, and uh, and it's becoming a bigger and bigger issue. Uh, we've even seen... Um, some some claims recently that this is the reason that millennials are not buying houses, they're trying to get out of debt. Uh, it has a, a definite economic impact, and this is another one of those things, and obviously I'll step off my soapbox in just a second and let you finish out uh, your thoughts on it. But, um, you know, when, uh, when we uh, talk about this, basically government money for education is crowding out uh, spending on various other things, including housing and and things that we've we've seen in the in the past, and and uh, you know what's what's interesting to me, and maybe it is uh, kind of a, a preference, but uh, you know we talk about millennials having would would rather just rent instead of buy, but lately when we start seeing the prices of homes coming down the spectrum, especially new homes. Um, We've also seen a pretty significant increase in uh, family formation, in, in uh, 
uh, what do they call it? It's not family formation, but <clears throat> um, you know we've seen household formation. That's what it is. Uh, so so it, it really makes me sit and wonder where we wrong all along about the millennials that uh, you know maybe it's just an economics uh, reaction instead of uh, instead of really just their preferences changing. Yeah, it's hard to pinpoint where that comes from. I do think that the student loan debt you know sets them back to begin with so it becomes more difficult to save up the money that you would need to put a down payment on a house i mean the other thing i think is the the fact that uh well early on after the recession nobody wanted to buy a home part partly because it was harder to qualify for that loan sure um and so you know making it uh, some of the regulation around um home loans that that got tightened up quite a bit after the great recession sure um is something that that precluded a lot of younger people from being able to get into a home and and things like that student loans certainly don't help that um and peter i I don't know what your thoughts are on that i I think too that uh sometimes they dig in a little too deep and don't realize the damage that's been done until it's too late yeah so one of the uh statistics here too is nearly half of the undergrad student loan borrowers about 48 percent say that they could have borrowed less and still paid for their college. Yeah. Right. Um, and one of the one of the quotes, too, was to uh, live like a student when you're in college, not like a rock star, so that you don't have to live like a student after you graduate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it goes back to just like any other thing in personal finance is delayed gratification. Yeah. I mean, if you can, it's, but you're trying to keep up with your peers and if, you know, John Doe goes and, and moves into a cool apartment, and you think you need one too. So, I mean, keeping up with the Joneses starts young. I wish you would have used the John No Doe. That's, that's right. But you... I, I failed. That's an opportunity you, lost. Yeah. Next All time. Right. Well, maybe next time. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, I, I think that it's interesting that it's become such a big issue that we're now making it a political issue and, and could be uh, a national economic issue where... Uh, you know, we have this debate as to whether or not it's reasonable for us to help pay off all the student debt. And, you know, you get folks that uh, have gone through medical school or, you know, um, uh, law school, and the debt that they can amass is unbelievable. I saw an article in the Wall Street Journal not long ago. A dental student in California accumulated just over a million dollars in student loan debt. Wow. You do have to look at what your career prospects are, though. I mean, it it might be reasonable to take out a certain amount of debt if you think that you're going to, you know, you're going to get a return on that investment effectively. Right. Um, You're going to be in high enough income that you can pay off the debt relatively quickly and get to positive, you know, cash flow and right wealth growth and and all that. And, you know, KC, to that point, I know it's probably wise for us to temper it at this point. We're not saying don't use debt. In fact, uh, if it is a decision between saving for your retirement and saving for college, we always say save for your retirement. You cannot borrow to retire. Right. You can always borrow and hey, put it off on the kid who's just starting their career. Uh, you can you can always um, borrow that money for college. Uh, yeah. It's there available. Obviously. Uh, the debate is, is it too available? Is there, you know, you can you can obviously be pretty irresponsible with any sort of uh, borrowed money. Yeah, no question. All right, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be back in just a second with this and the Money Talks. Stick around. 
All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.